Okay. All right. So, traits of a false teacher, part two. Amen. All right. And so, let's go to the next slide. Um, the understanding for today is realize there are ministries that can lead us more away from Christ. All right. There are things that can lead us more away from Christ. And to the eye, false, um, false looks safe. Amen. It can look safe, but it really is not safe. That's why it's important to get into the word for yourself. Amen. Last four different traits you will find in a false teacher. Now, a false teacher, the Lord let the Lord led me as we let's 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 go to Matthew. Did I, do I have this on? I don't I'll go to the next slide. See if I have. OK, Matthew, chapter seven and verse 15. We read this uh, last time as well. But it says, be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, amen, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know, know them by their fruits. If you, if you want to understand what, what that means, write down Galatians 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, you'll know about the fruits of the Spirit. So the, the Bible says you will know them by their fruits. Do men... All right. And it says, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? It's a question. All right. So it says, beware of false prophets, a person regarded as an inspired teacher. Now, when I looked at false prophet, prophet, it said it could even be an inspired teacher. Amen. It could be an inspired teacher or a proclaimer of the will of God. So you could have a teacher, a, a person that says, I'm an inspired teacher. Amen. And they could be giving you all kind of stuff, self-help this and do that and do this. Amen. And really, they're just trying to promote their book or trying to promote this so that they can be fulfilled for their lustful desires. Amen. And uh, and so um, you, you ever you ever um, look online at, um, at people tell you, oh, man, this is the way to go. And the only way that you're going to get it. If you have to click this button and then you keep reading, like, man, I want to know this idea. They'll say, buy my book and you'll have it all. And you read through all that. Like, man, I thought, give me the information, man. Amen. And so so they, they, they hook you with all this stuff. They go through all this stuff and they say, if you really want it, you know, buy my book or buy this or buy that. Amen. And so, um, and so they come to you in sheep clothing and inwardly, they're like wolves. Inwardly, there's a, there's a different desire that they have. So they come to you, oh, it's all about Jesus. Oh, it's all about God. It's all about this. But inside, man, there's a whole nother motive. And you know what the Lord, as I was going through this, the Lord was like, ladies, be careful. Ladies, be careful. And, it was, and, and the Lord was saying, ladies, be careful. And not only that, um, if you have young women, be careful. If you have young ladies, be careful. Because an inspired teacher could be that knucklehead kid, amen, trying to, uh, um, trying to have your daughter, amen. And if you ladies, if you're unmarried, be careful. Because in reality, in the word of God, the man is supposed to lead the woman as far as teaching, as far as in the word, amen. The man is supposed to lead the home in that, amen, into prayer. And so if you run into a, a man that is not leading you in those directions, if you don't see no fruit, He's going to be inspiring a whole new lifestyle for you. Amen. And not a lifestyle of Christ. So let's watch our young ladies or who they're dating or who they're talking to. All right. Amen. Because they can come to you as, oh, such a sweet guy. But inside they have a totally different motive. 
And you have to and you have to realize that and say, God, guide my heart. God, guide my mind so that I don't get caught up in, in any falseness. All right. And so and, and then the verse says you will know them by their fruits. And he says, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes? Meaning that if you're going to get some type of information and knowledge, uh, if you're going to get some type of fruit, you don't see men grabbing fruit from thorn bushes. Amen. You don't see uh, people trying to grab some figs from some thistles. You don't see that. Uh, for an example, let's put it in modern times. If my wife said, um, I'm going to the mall to buy some groceries. Hmm. You're going to the mall to buy groceries. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think I'm going to get the chicken and the pork chops and all that good stuff. I, I can't eat clothes or I can't. Amen. Something's wrong. You, you, you. You can't get what you really need from the, if you got to have the right source, amen? Now she said, I'm going to Walmart to get some groceries. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, Walmart has groceries. But the mall, they don't have too many groceries unless I'm eating a a hot pretzel or, you know, or a a, a cinnamon bun or something like that. And that's not going to do us for the week, amen? And so um, the, the scripture is saying, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes? No. So you have to understand the source where you're getting your information from. Is this joker right? Amen. Is this brother what he teaching? Is it true? Is it right? You need to know it for yourself. Is it right? I will know him by the fruit. Let me let me check what this guy's mama and daddy say about him. Amen. Let me check and see what 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 other people what, what's going on with his lifestyle. And you begin to look at their lifestyle and then you begin to know them by their fruit. All right. Amen. So it's not about preaching good and looking good all the time. You got to look at see what they're producing on an everyday basis. Amen. Amen. So uh, let's go to the next slide. All right. So we're going to start off with understanding the different character in a false teacher. All right. There's diff- there's the different characters we're going to break down. And so uh, when you look up the word character, it's also saying the nature. All right. The nature of an individual. When you look at someone's character, um, there's different natures, like the the nature of a lion is different from the nature of a squirrel. All right. When we were in Washington, D.C., we could walk right up to the squirrels, little squirrel, all so cute. And it ate right out of our hand. Amen. But that's the nature. They're cute. They they fun. They don't they don't bite. They don't eat meat. Right. So I can't do that to a lion. If I went up to a lion and say, lion, eat out of my hand, I might not have a hand when I come back because their nature is different. Are you with me? Their nature is different. So there's things that, that, that you know that, if, man, if their nature is different, there's some things that I need to stay away from because their nature is different, all right? So when we're talking about a false teacher, their character, their nature is different. It's not the same as the nature of Christ, amen? So what kind of people does the message produce? And that's the uh, one thing that the question we need to ask ourselves of what kind of message is this thing producing what kind of nature is it producing within me all right amen the true believer pursues goodness if they're a true believer you're going to pursue goodness all right all right so uh, do we have that up there yeah here we go but also for this very reason giving all diligence add to your what you got to add to your faith y'all thought y'all just got saved and then just don't add nothing to your faith You came up here and received the Holy Spirit and you fell out and you cried. 
and then you just walked out and you didn't add to your faith. This is like the keyest thing ever. Add to your faith. That's like, that's like going to school and don't buy, don't buy your books for college. And you're just sitting in class and you, ain't, you don't have no book, can't follow the teacher. Amen? Falling asleep. You got to add to your faith. You got to buy the books. You got to do the research. Add to your faith. And it says add to your faith what? Virtue. All right? So virtue is goodness. What that is saying is that what you're adding to your faith is saying that you used to do evil. Now you want to do good. You have evil. There was some evil things that you used to do, but you're going to add to your faith and say, man, I want some good behavior. I don't want to be evil no more. I don't want to act evil no more. I don't want to have an evil heart. I don't want to be thinking evil thoughts. Your very thoughts, amen, must change because you're saying, I want to add to my faith, so I want to think good about the person that don't even like me. Right? I want to think good about the person that's, that, that misused, that mistreated me. I, I want to uh, think hopeful about my children. I want to pray for them that God leads them and guide them. I, I want to have that good behavior. All right. And so um, so my response to different things and different situations are different because I need to add this to my faith. I want to have good behavior. I don't want to do evil anymore. So those things that I used to do, I'm 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 stripping them off. I'm getting away from them because I'm adding to my faith, goodness and virtue. All right. So what else we need to add to our faith? It says when you add virtue, when you want that good behavior, how are you going to know how to be good? You need the knowledge. Right. So if you really want to truly good, be good and have good behavior, you need to add some knowledge to, to this. You need to add some knowledge. And so in order for you to add knowledge, does the message lead you to see Christ? If the false teacher is preaching to you and the message is, is leading you to buy a new car and to have this and be fancy and, and to go get it and go get that and go get material things and go get that. That's man. The message need to lead you more into Jesus, not into stuff. This stuff ain't going to save you. This stuff is not going to save me. The message should be leading you deeper and deeper into Jesus Christ. But if the message is a self-help book, how can you help yourself? You need Jesus to help yourself. And so you need more knowledge of who he is. That's why it's important to get into your word daily, pray daily, seek God's face daily, because you need to add knowledge to your faith. Are you with me? Putting the word more, putting more of the word inside of you. And so once you add that knowledge, you need to add self-control. Man, that self-control is key. Amen? Self-control, because when you was out in the world, you was wild. Wilding out. Running, running everywhere, every bar, every club, everywhere. Going wild. Anybody saying to you, you man, you had a, a name, they probably called you Angry Joe. Whatever your nickname was, because you crazy. Ah, just went wild all the time. And so you, that was your reputation. But when you get in Jesus, you need to add to yourself self-control. So when people say something to you, you don't, you're not snapping all the time. You're not uh, um, losing your mind all the time. Now, I know something's going to hit you. and You got to, Lord God, help me. Jesus, don't help me right now because I'm about to love that. That, that, that comes sometime. That comes sometime. But when, you, but when you're in Jesus, it says add to yourself self-control. That's why you're saying, Lord, God, help me. Because you're adding self-control because, man, the old you would have been, ah, 
Wow, right? Bruce Lee, whoa, all up in the situation. Trying to karate chop the situation. You need Jesus to help you keep self-control. You don't have to blow up all the time. Stop blowing up at your husband all the time. Stop blowing up at your wife all the time. God, give me some self-control so I can handle this situation in the way that you want me to handle it, Jesus. Amen? The message, the false teacher, if he's not teaching you that, something's wrong. He's, you need to add to your faith. You need to get deeper into Jesus. And then he said, not only self-control, but you need to add perseverance. Don't quit. Don't give up. You have to keep going more than just being slain on Sunday. You can't, you can't just depend on the, the pastor just said that. You can't just depend on Sunday. You slain on Sunday. You all out. Ah! And then Monday, you just back to where you used to be. Doing the same old stuff over and over and over again. But you need perseverance. So when the Holy Spirit do slay you on Sunday, you're like, man, I'm going to do better on Monday. I'm going to make sure that I get in my word. I'm going to make sure that I, I have a desire to change. So, God, I'm going to pray for that change. I'm going to pray that you take those things that are in me, take it out of me, because I, I don't want that, God. I want to have that. I, I want to have what I need, Lord God, to be closer to you. So, Lord God, I want to change. So once I feel your Holy Spirit on Sunday, if I'm slain in it, if, I, if I'm crying out to you, God, I'm not going to let that go. I'm going to persevere and keep that daily that desire to seek you more amen perseverance help me to be more like you jesus every day of my life and then he says add to your faith godliness now when you add godliness is a positive way of life but it's influenced by who jesus a positive way of thinking, a positive way of looking at life. But you need to make sure that influences Jesus Christ because you're going to have many influences that are good. But they don't lead you to Jesus. You can have many good influences, and, but you must make sure that that source is Jesus Christ where that influence is coming from. Because those other influences can lead you good for a little while. Then all of a sudden there's a twist in the plot. You ever read a story and there's a twist in the plot? Like, man, I thought it was going this way, but man, it took me that way. Amen. And sometimes that can be life. Sometimes, sometimes you can dig into something and you think, oh man, this is good. This is good. Then all of a sudden it has a whole nother motive. Your influences need to be Jesus the way that Jesus wants you to live a godly life. Amen. Cause how many of you know you can be good and still don't make it to heaven? Yeah, you can be a good person, but you know what? That's the way the false teachers are pushing it now. They're saying you can be good and still get in. You can worship the God of Islam. You can worship Buddha. You can worship whoever. As long as you're good, God sees you. And that just takes away from Jesus when he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Nobody can get to the Father except through me. What? Did they just take that scripture out? So you must understand is that godliness must come from a positive way of life, influence. Add that to your life through Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, how, how, how do you want me to be good? Amen? Brotherly kindness. How do you treat one another? How do you treat your children? How do you treat your wife? How do you treat your husband? You can't treat your children like doo-doo. Amen? You got to treat them nice. Amen? You got to treat them right. I know they hard-headed sometimes and they get into some stuff. Amen? But you got to say, Lord God, help me. Help me come at my child the right way. Because you know, every child is not the same. Amen. One child need a beating. 
Amen. But you might have to beat that child, the other child one time and you might have to come like a whole nother direction, another way. It's like, Lord God, OK, help me because I whooped this child 20 times and they still cutting up. <laughs> what do I need to do, Jesus? And God will show you. He will give you self-control. God, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me understand. Help me how to treat my neighbor. Help me how to treat my children. Help me how to treat my wife and my husband. Lord God. Amen. And then he says, add love to this. All right. And, and find ways to show love through Jesus Christ. Find, look for ways to show love to somebody. That's how you add to your faith. Love. When you're at the store, when you're in the mall, when, wherever you are, look for ways to show love. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide your heart in that. All right. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you wherever you are to show a loving kindness. And man, so people can see Jesus. People don't see Jesus no more because nobody hearing. Everybody too busy. Amen. So add love. All right. All right. So now let's go to the next slide. No, let's go back. Go back. I'm sorry. Go back. All right. Stay right there. Verse nine is key. It says, for he who lacks these things is short sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. You're going to forget, saints. If you don't continually add to your faith, if you don't continually add these things to your faith and say, God, show me how to add this to my faith, you're going to go back. You're going to lose sight. You're going to forget that you're cleansed. You're going to be fine. You'll be in the club. Didn't I just, I got saved last month. Why, why am I back here? Why am I back in the bar? Why am I back in uh, 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 watching porn? Why am I back watching this stuff again? Why am I back cussing? Why am I back fighting? Why am I back having hate in my heart? Why? Because you're not adding to your faith. And you lost sight. And you forgot you got cleansed. Jesus. You forgot you got cleansed. And all your sins has been passed away and been done with. And you find yourself going back, committing adultery, cheating on your wife, cheating on your husband. All right, now let's go to the next slide. The different character. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of degenerates, degeneratories, dignitaries. Now, those dignitaries, what that is, dignitaries is, is someone who is doing good and people want to speak evil against them. People that want to live right. And you got people that are speaking against you. That's false teaching. Oh, they doing, oh, they ain't doing nothing. Man, you can, you can still smoke. You can still drink. You can, you can still do this. You can still do that. You can, hey, amen. They're going to tell you, man, you ain't got to be like that. You ain't, man, we're trying to be like Jesus. Amen. I'm not trying to be drunk. I'm trying to be like Christ. Don't tell me that's okay. Listen, and so they, they mock and they, and they put down those who are doing good, those who are doing right. And so the false teacher um, and, and it says, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation, meaning that if you're if you're in temptation, the counterfeit Christian is marked by arrogance and slander. They are. Uh, uh, and, and so and so therefore, um, the Lord knows how to draw you out of those temptation if you would let him. Amen. 
and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness and despise authority, meaning that the false teacher, they're going to despise authority. They might get pulled over. They might get pulled over by a cop. And as soon as the cop pull up, black lives matter, black lives matter. Man, dude, you were speeding. Black lives matter. Your license plate was expired. Black lives matter. Dude, you're despising authority. Take the ticket. Stop trying to play the race car all the time. Don't despise authority. You're going to find yourself. The, don't you know the Lord got your back? If they really truly wanted to do something, you, yeah, God, help me in this. Don't you go around despising authority. You're going to find yourself locked up somewhere. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next slide. All right. In 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, still talking about the different character in a false teacher. It says, having eyes full of adultery. Man, they looking... They're looking over the audience, looking at all the fine women. Hmm. Amen. They looking, they looking over the congregation who look good because I'm about to preach this message and they're going to fall over me. Right. So the false teacher is looking. They, they, their, their eyes are full of adultery. Man, they look at the inspired teacher, whoever. Man, I can get a lot of females if I talk like this, if I talk like this, if I preach the word of God. They're going to flock over me. Amen? And so they're looking to take advantage of that. They cannot cease from sin, meaning that they gave flesh a pass. I put that in red. They gave flesh a pass, meaning they, they can't stop sinning. They just got to keep on sinning because, because they have that desire, and they're not trying to control that desire. They're not trying to get rid of that desire, and so they give their flesh a pass, meaning, that, oh, man, you know, Lord, you know I just got this issue, and I just can't get over it. So, God, just, you know, you just going to have to deal with me. I have preached this word. They still getting the word, Lord. They still getting the word. They still falling out, Jesus, so I, I must be getting used. I must begin used, Lord God. They falling out. They crying out. I must begin used. So let me just keep on doing what I'm doing. No. Your eyes are full of adultery. You can't give your flesh a pass to do what it wants to do. Amen. We try to compromise with sin. Well, well, you know. I I had to talk to so-and-so about so-and-so because you know, they was getting on my nerves and I just had to tell you to tell so-and-so this. But you don't tell nobody. But I got to tell you. But make sure you don't tell nobody. (laughs) And then it just goes on and on and on and on. Amen? We try to compromise with that. Amen. Talk to your pastor. Talk to somebody. Amen? Amen? So sometimes we just magnetize, uh, magnetize ourselves to the one that talks the most. You know, if you tell so-and-so, it's going to spread around Racine, Wisconsin. Amen. All right. And so the, the false teacher, his character also is enticing unstable souls. Man, this is really deep. 
That means he's looking around to see who's unstable. There are people that are coming in that want to be saved, that want to live right. They want to throw away their old stuff. They want to get rid of that stuff. And this, this joker is trying to entice you, entice unstable souls, meaning that they, man, they trying to live right. They're trying to change. And he sees that. So he comes there, entice you because he knows you're unstable in the faith. And he knows he can trick you with false things that's not in the Bible. And he knows he can get you and sway you and, and turn you to do, do his will and not God's will. That's really what he tried to do. He will entice you. And so this is what we're dealing with. You're, you're trying to give up sin and change. And a false teacher is telling you, it's okay. It's okay. Like I said, I, I think I said this before. One preacher told a young man, make sure go get it out of your system. Get it all out of your system. Now, I'm not saying that when, you, when you're trying to change, that you, if you slip and fall, you make a mistake. Get back up again and say, God, help me with this. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't sit around and say, I'm going to get this out of my system and not have a desire to change what's going on in your life. Oh, let me just get this out. Then it's always going to be in your system. Why? Because the flesh is not going to leave you, sweetheart. Your flesh is there. It's always going to be a sinful desire, a sinful flesh on your body. So you can't truly get it out of your system. You got to have Jesus Christ continue to slay you daily and say, God, come in my life. I'm tired of this feeling. I don't want to feel this more. Take out the urge, God. I need you, Jesus. So the false teacher will tell you it's okay. Just keep coming. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Instead of telling you to seek Christ, Christ will break that thing that's in you. Amen. It takes sacrificing the flesh to change the old nature. You got to kill that old flesh. They are, um, the Bible tells them, he says, they are cursed children, accursed children, because they practice covetedness. They practice it. They got different practices on how to covet, on how to get material things, on how to get what they want. Man, they got slicks and they, they know how to tell a story. They know how to move. They know how to sway. They know how to do these things. And they practice this stuff to get what they want. And God says, you are a cursed children. He says, you're cursed. Why? Because they're staying in their old nature. It's like, it's like they're staying in the nature of a mosquito. A mosquito only lives one day. And then you die. Change your nature. Change the way. Add to these things to your faith so you can be different, so you can be changed. And your new nature, your new nature says you have everlasting life. You can live forever. Don't keep the nature of a mosquito. Change it. Amen. Be born again. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. Different appeal. And so we have the prophetic word, prophetic word, Confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. What he's saying is that the word should appeal. You should want to be appealed to the scripture. Why should you listen to the message? The true teacher appeals to the scripture, meaning that you should want more of the word of God. We have the word of the prophets made more certain and you will do well to pay attention to it, meaning that God has spoken and the true teacher appeals to the word of God, meaning that appeal to this word, appeal to the scripture, seek the scripture. Amen. The false teacher makes a, a rather a different appeal. All right, let's go to the next slide. 
in 2 Peter 2 and 18, their appeal is for when they speak great swelling words and emptiness, they allure the, the, through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Meaning that those that are coming into church and saying, man, I'm getting away from these old friends. I'm getting away from this old stuff. I'm getting away from this stuff. Now you have a, a, a false teacher that's swelling you up with words of emptiness and alluring you of your past sins because he knows your desires and what you want. If you used to listen to uh, um, rock and roll and hip hop and, and bebop and all that stuff that, uh, and, and the messages that were in that music, so he's going to put that in his church. Why? Because he's luring you through the lust of the flesh. If, if, uh, uh, if you like to go to a club and concert, he might have a club and concert night and where you can come and dance and they might mix a little gospel in it and they might mix a little R&B in it. But come on out. Amen. So they'll use things that's in the world and put it in the church. Why? Because they know that there's a desire out there. There's a lustful desire in our flesh that attracts to the world. And so they'll put it in the church. Why? To attract the people in their church. And they're not trying to teach them how to change and to be different and to live a Christian life. So he's not appealing to the scripture, but he's appealing to the lustful desires of this world. Are you with me? Different fruit. Let's go to the next slide. All right. So they have different fruit. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For if these things are yours and abound, meaning that if you're adding to your faith, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. Meaning if you're adding to your faith, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply. You're going to grow. People are going to see the difference in your life. But the counterfeit is like a spring without water. Go to the next slide. The counterfeit are like wells without water. Clouds. Meaning that there's, there's a spring flowing through, but ain't no water. How are, how are we going to be disciples and, 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 and a, 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 um, show people how to live a Christ life? And, 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 and so you're a representation of a spring, but you don't have no water. People are representing, representing themselves as a spring of water. And, and when people get close to them, man, there's no more. There's no water. It's a mirage. Ain't nothing there. Nothing I can drink from. Nothing I can change from. This can't soothe my soul. I am thirsty for Jesus and I'm coming to you for an answer. And all I see is a dried up spring. The false teacher will give you that dried up spring, that emptiness. And you will never have a desire to change and want to be different. I never have the, uh, uh, the promise to produce more, but to only produce little. And so then there is no fruit. Let's go to the next slide. This is the last slide. You have a different end. The false teacher, if there are going to be so many churches, they're going to be deceived at the end times. There are going to be so many churches that are going to follow after these false teachings. Why? Because they have a lustful desire and they want to follow. They want to make their sin right. And because they want to make their sin right and because they want to make that, they're going to find the preacher that makes their sin right. And they're going to follow that teacher. And you're going to see those churches are full. Those churches are full with the teacher that's not preaching. Change your life. 
Make a difference. See Christ's face. Make some differences in your life that you have the power to change, that Christ has given you the authority to change. In 2 Peter verse 1 and 11, it says, The true believer will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. A true believer is going to add to their faith. A true believer is going to take 2 Peter uh, uh, and, and, and take it literally and begin to add to their faith. Add those things to their faith. And so then, therefore, you'll be richly welcome into the house of God. In 2 Peter 2, verses, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, it says, The false believer will experience swift destruction. Condemnation has long been hanging over them. And their destruction has not been sleeping. What God is saying is that just because they're prospering now doesn't mean nothing. Just because they got it now and they look good now and they're flying in jets and it's all looking good and they're, and they're, and they're preaching the prosperity preaching and they're doing all this stuff and their eyes are full of adultery, having women on the side and doing all this stuff. Jesus, God says their destruction is hanging over their head. I'm going to tell you something that hit me once. I, we were um, um, we were talking about something, and I, I believe it was some kind of concert or, or mega fest or some kind of concert, gospel concert. And I believe it was Sister Sabrina that told us the they did a research on 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 the most things sold during those big gospel fests, and. I believe, I believe it was, um, I believe it was uh, condoms and it was um, some kind of diaper pads. I'm going to let y'all think about that for a moment. But those were the most thing, it was something else too. Those were the most things sold during the gospel arena, the gospel concert where everybody was supposed to come and praise and worship God but they were worshiping the sexual desire. Amen? That's where they came and met and did their dirt. And so these false teachers are real. This stuff is real. And we have to check ourselves and say, God, I want to follow you. I want to make sure I'm in my word so I'm not confused and, 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 and slipping up and getting drowned down because I don't want my end to be their end. I don't want to be following a false teacher and he's leading me to a destruction. I don't want to be following a false teacher and, and my destruction is coming and it's swift and it's hanging over my head. Matthew 7 and verse 21, it says, Jesus tell us that there will be many who have been involved in ministry in his name to whom he will say, depart from me. What is that last verse? I never knew you. Saints, we have to be disciples because there are people out there dying and they're hurting. There are people that's coming to church and they want to change and they find out, man, they're doing the same stuff we're doing. They're coming to church and they're being enticed and they're trying to leave stuff alone, but the church is saying, come on, you can keep it. And they're trying to leave it alone because it's killing them. The church is giving a pass to sin and it's killing the people. Saints, we have to stand and say there must be another way. We have to stand for Christianity 
We have to stand if we fall short and say, God, help me. Pick me up. I want to do better. I want to change. Don't let nobody judge you if you fall. You get back up and say, God, help me in my life. I'm not saying this message is not for those who are seeking God's face and they're stumbling and they're saying, God, pick me up, help me. This, no, the message is for those who are comfortable in their sin. Are coming to church continually, time after time, and not being convicted, and they're comfortable, and they don't want change at all in their life. That's a false teacher. They're on their job being a false teacher. They're in their home being a false teacher. They're walking in the mall being a false teacher. Cussing at the person that, that, that maybe gave you the wrong change. Ain't you supposed to be saved? Cussing at the person that, um, that, that maybe uh, 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 turned in front of you while you're driving. What is wrong with you? Don't be a false teacher. You must show Christ and be like, brother, I forgive you. Amen? Stop getting angry every time you're getting flipped off. Stop blowing up. Say, God, give me self-control. Because there might be that individual that's fine Christ and come to you and say, man, I'm sorry. I flipped you off and you didn't, you didn't flip me back off. You didn't, you didn't cuss at me. You show love. Wow. What's different about you? You are a disciple. You got to start believing that within your heart. You are a disciple. And every day you walk out these doors, every day you walk out of your home, you have to show yourself being a disciple of who Christ is. Your children need to see it. Your grandchildren need to see it. You are a disciple. You must walk in it and believe it. God has chosen you to do something great in this world. There are too many false teachers. There's too many. It's time for some real discipleship. It's time for some real people to stand and say, I want to follow after Christ. Let us all stand.